It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between yo it's crazy amazing we can turn our heart through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable hope can live or die so speak life to go and uh, uh, visit um, 
this uh, pediatric office um, just because um, we were looking for a pediatrician for the baby and uh, left there and came home and been laying down ever since. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I think it's something dealing with my sinuses or something, but nevertheless, I am doing well. Uh, excited about the baby and we're getting closer to Mars 38 weeks. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, how are you doing, Tammy? I'm good. Good. I, I know when we just as before going on air, just other than saying it's not my sinuses, but just for some reason, I think I'm just kind of tired. Like I need to just rest. And I said, that's exactly what I'm going to do tonight when I get off the show is just go to bed and try to sleep all night for once. So that's part of my problem. I'm just, I just keep waking up in the middle of the night several times over. So I think I'm just tired. Um, and then last week was busy and, and just, it kind of never stopped um, last week clear up through today. So I think I'm just tired. I need a little more rest. A little more I rest. I can definitely so understand that. Yep, other than that. So the countdown is on for you guys. Today is the second. So you are truly counting yep. down. Baby Jordan. <laughs> yep, the 17th will be before you know it. Yeah, yeah. you guys ready for as, most, as best you can be? Uh, I would say as best as we can be. I mean, there's still some things that we need to do and could do, but we're getting there. We, um, uh, the 38 week appointment is tomorrow. Um, I went to go visit some pediatricians today. Um, and then I'm going to go and check out a, uh, uh, daycare facility on Thursday. So we're getting there. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, all right, I guess moving right along um, into this second part of the show. I know we're kind of waiting on Maya, but we'll move on because uh, we're just going to try to get those points out and um, go from there. I did, I had a a very interesting conversation today with a um, retired military guy who was just a breath of fresh air. Ironically, it, it was. I had an interview today. I, I went on a job interview because I just thought it, it sounded interesting. And I'm so glad I did. I mean, I don't think I would, um, just for some other reasons, I don't think I would, would take it. But I'm telling you guys, I spent two hours with this man. And about the last, we kept trying to get to the job, but about the last five minutes he was able to tell me quickly because the other person that was being interviewed had been sitting out there for an hour or more and so we were really being rude but it was one of those conversations um and Rodney he made me think about us with something that we had said we were going to do probably about two years ago he said the exact same words and I'll tell you what that is off of the off air but he said the exact same words about us connecting and being able to talk and get things out that we feel so um, well, we feel we're we're so passionate about, and him coming from kind of a different world, being you know military, coming out, um, having kids and things like that. So it was very interesting, just his perspective of our young people. He called it um, 
I guess it's the it's the millennium. What do you how do you say it, Rodney? Our new kid. What do we call the young people? Millennium. Millennium. Millennials. I can't say that word. But um, and you know I think about because I guess Rodney, you guys would probably consider young, but you're different. And so you and that's kind of where you get into. (laughs) Thing was, you know, I say like you think differently, and so you get into this, uh, you get into this mode where where you think, well, is it is it really about that, or is it about choices, um, and kind of getting caught up. So because you see, some people are of that age, and we've talked about that, you know, age don't mean grown and things like that. So it was just interesting his take. And some of the things he was sharing, having to manage um, 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds, he was just talking about how timid they are and how they are—they don't want to take responsibility um, for much of anything, even when it's clear that the responsibility is on them. So it was interesting. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, that's where we are Um so we could just get going so we can try to tidy up here. Um, the singles night was very interesting. I told people that I would tell them how that went. It was very, very interesting. I looked out in a crowd of women and men, and men seemed to outnumber the women this time. But, you guys, I saw men where I wish I would would have been able to see women. And I don't, I mean, it's just the truth. I don't mean that it's a bad thing about the women, but it seems to me that for that particular group, we had men who were trying to say something to our women and or to us, and I don't think many of them were getting it. Like, they were beyond some of the things that we as women, um, for, for, for example, one question was asked about uh, do men like natural women? And so the men were, you know, they had different opinions, but for the most part, what it, what it, what it, the end result, you guys do that for you all. Y'all do that in competition of yourselves. You do that for you and other women. We don't care about all that stuff. We just want you to look nice and feel pretty. And if you like it, we love it. And so then from that, uh, another lady said, well, you say that, but you go pick the other women. You go pick the women with the weave and the hair down their back, light skin, all that kind of stuff. And one guy said, well, that's that guy. Maybe that's what he likes, but don't put us all in a box. And then I saw men speaking more about your heart. Like they want women with um, more, they, they were about more than looks, and they kept trying to, to put that out there in different ways. Um, and so it was, it was, I'm glad I was there. Um, it it kind of turned my spirit for a number of reasons, Um but, you know, there there we go. I was glad I got to speak at the very end. I was supposed to speak at the very beginning. But that was good because I was able to sit through their Q&A questions and hear their answers and see their faces and see their eyes. And um, it was interesting. So 
I hope to get to go back and do that again um, just because I don't want people to be 50 um, and still trying to figure it out, you know, or looking for love, you know. So it was interesting. It was interesting. So, Rodney, I'm going to turn it over to you to get this up, this topic going. That sounds like a, a very interesting um, event, Tammy, and um, events like that, I know um, a lot of times now, it, if I'm, if I'm uh, facilitating the event, um, any event, I like to do just that. I like to facilitate. I don't like to, I may have an opinion, um, but I don't necessarily like to, you know, share my opinions, um, you know, if I'm facilitating now, if I'm a participant and it's totally different, um, then I will share it, you know, at the appropriate time. But something, uh, an event like that, once I would have started to hear people's responses, um, I think I probably would have been quiet the most most of the night just because I would have been interested in hearing uh, what people have to say because, you know, events like that, conversations like that, um, um, there really is no right or wrong answer. Um, it's more about, you know, preference. Um, and then I think sometimes, you know, people, you know, like to say what they think people want to hear or, or they like to be politically correct. Um, but it's always interesting, um, you know, being a part of uh, those types of conversations just because of, you know, what uh, what you might get, because when it comes to love, when it comes to the heart, when it comes to relationships, um, everybody's different. And right. people have different ways of dealing with things. And, I mean, I've, I've heard of people, you know, saying, well, they were uh, like this when they were with me, but I see that they're with this new person and they're completely different. Um, you know, as if, you know, they're better, you know, with this other person or better for this other person. So it's always interesting to get people's um, takes on things like that just because, you know, that's that's just humanity. Um, but we're going to go back to what we were talking about last night. I'm sorry, not last night, last week. Sorry. <laughs> My sinuses. Uh, we're going to go back to what we were talking about. Huh? I said we talked about it last night briefly. That's probably what you talked oh, about. Oh, that is <laughs> that is true. That is true. And for those of you listening, um, there was a young lady by the name of Maya Moore who um, joined the conversation last week. She was supposed to call in tonight. Tell me, I'm going to guess you didn't see her email, but she said that she woke up uh, not feeling too well this morning. So, she wouldn't be able to join us, but she did send another email with some thoughts or something. So we we'll get into that. Okay. Um, but for those of you who were able to tune in uh, with us last week, um, we're gonna go back to our conversation. Um, and what's interesting is as important and as critical as this topic is. What I saw come through the news today was now there are more allegations against Trump and his taxes and how he became a billionaire. 
nothing no, nothing that really matters. And and the and the reason why I say that that doesn't matter is because they continuously bring up things that either he's done in the past or he's doing now. And if you notice, it's just news for about a week or two, and then it fades away. It dies out. And next thing you know, we're not talking about it anymore. And every time something comes out, people think, oh, he's about to get impeached. Nothing happens, right? He's not brought up on any charges. Doesn't matter what he's done. So, again, it's just a distraction, and it's just something to keep people glued to the TV. Because as a society, we tend to uh, have a yearning for things that really aren't that important or things that are not going to impact our lives in any kind of way. But those things that do impact us, we spend very little time trying to get to the root of the problem. And I feel like that's what this topic is. This topic is is about getting to the root of the problem that we are facing in our homes, in our schools, and in our society. And so for those of you who were with us last week or joining us for the first time, we started talking about how more money, a lot more money, is invested in incarcerating our youth about $148,000 per child per year. That's what it costs to incarcerate our youth. But when it comes to education, we spend about $13,000 a year. And we're going to bring up some points tonight that we didn't get a chance to um, talk about last week, but feel free to join the conversation. If you're listening online, dial 818-691-7406. Um, and press the number one, and we will gladly bring you to the conversation. Um, I'm going to start off with this point that was made in in one of the articles. Um, It came from uh, Vox.com, and we can post that link for you guys. It says, boys with imprisoned fathers are much less likely to possess the behavioral skills needed to succeed in school by the age of study published in Sociological Science found. Black children who are more likely to have imprisoned fathers are therefore more likely to be set on a bad course before they start kindergarten. And so... Tammy, I'm going to start with this question. What can we do to keep our young men out of prison? When you say um, when you say young, and we're talking about our, our questions at babies, but our under 18. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with uh, under 18 because a lot of times the um, the, the the men who you know who are in their twenties, thirties, or forties, a lot of times it's not their first uh running with the law when they get locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they may not 
go to jail, but, you know, they might be in a juvenile detention center or something like that. But what can we do to keep them out of the system altogether? Um, wow. Rodney, I'm, I'm going to go with, um, because I really, I, I don't, I don't know the answer, but I do, I, I can speculate on number one, we need to do better, um, at teaching kids, our young people, from, I mean, from the wound. I, I, I'm going to go back that far, but especially at a young age. Like, we need to start teaching um, identity, character, morals, values. The, our babies need to understand consequences, Um and and we need to stop giving them so much. And I know that sounds that that may sound crazy to some people, but we are dealing with people who are not prepared for life. Like you don't put, we are not preparing them from the for the real world. And I think one of the major ways to prepare for the world is to kind of. Prepare for yourself. Prepare to meet yourself. And I think a lot of it is identity and an identity loss. But the loss is based on what these kids don't have and what they think is valuable. And that's where you're getting into the shoes, the um, the jackets, you know, because I don't, I see some of the things that, you know, we've in a time where kids, young kids will kill you for your shoes because of what's on them. And to me, that's a lost soul. So how are our children getting to the point where their value is based on what they wear? Um, the guy that I interviewed today interview with today, he said something and I wrote it down. I'm going to try to remember it because I don't have that tablet in here with me. But basically, two things he said about our young people and people in general as well, but he says, I have empathy, but I no longer have sympathy for them because they're doing it the way they want to do it. They're making choices, like we said, based on things. And he says, people will have what they need but blame you for not being able to get what they want, meaning blaming society. Mm. And I think that's where giving kids so much and we start idolizing them from the beginning until their identity is, I'm great, 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 and I don't have to do anything. I don't have to learn about respect I don't I don't know what respect is. I don't have to learn about compassion, um empathy, um grace, like that is missing. And so that to me, it may not solve the problem, but it will certainly help the identity crisis that is going on because these young people are looking for everything outside of them. And they're failing, and I think that is causing anger 
and we know where anger leads you. You're, 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 you're out of control when you're internally angry. And most of our kids are lost. Like they cannot think. They cannot process the most simple things. And so when you can't do that, surely you're not going to think beyond right where you are. You won't think that if I do this, and some kids don't do anything, not what we're talking about, but I think it starts with helping them with the identity crisis of self, self-love, self-respect, because only when you have it are you able to give it and receive it, and we're missing them somewhere. We're missing them. So that will be my answer. Uh, Tammy, I agree with you, and I, I think um, I don't think there is a quick fix. I don't think there's an easy fix, but I think we have to go back to the basics. We have to go back to where we first got lost. We got to tr- we got to retrace our steps. I was listening to the radio uh, this morning, and um. A the 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 I guess the 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 question or the topic was a was regarding this uh, this mom who sued her son's school because he was on the JV soccer team. Uh, he's in high school. He was on the JV soccer team last year. He tried out for the varsity team. Now he's a junior. He tried out for the varsity team. He didn't make the varsity team. So the mom said, well, if he was on the JV team last year, we'll just put him back on the JV team. And the school, the coach said, no, it doesn't work like that. And, you know, there are only four levels in – you know, in, in, in high school. And a lot of times, you know, those who are exceptional, you know, they play varsity freshman, sophomore year, um, you know, and, and then, you know, those who still have some work to do, they try to, you know, put them on the junior varsity team and help them develop their skills. So a lot of times uh, there, there are some schools where, you know, juniors play on the JV team and, um, but in some cases, you know, coaches are like, okay, if you haven't made it to the varsity level and you only have two years left, then, you know, it might be time to do something else. Um, but the mom sued the school. And so they were going back and forth on the radio about, you know, was this okay? And I think that's part of the problem. When you try out, and one of the callers said this, when you try out for a team, you 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 should understand that it's a tryout, meaning you might make the team, you might not make the team. And that's why it's called a tryout. Not everybody who tries out for the team gets a spot. But by the mom suing the school, um, who knows what's you know what this child is going to think after the fact? Is he going to think, well, 
okay, I didn't make the team this year. Let me go back and let me work hard and then come back and try again next year. Or is he going to think when things don't go my way, mom is going to put up a fight? And so I think just from what I've seen, there's a lot of entitlement in our society. And people, you know, are constantly bad-mouthing our young people, but kids do what you tell them to do, and they do what you allow them to do. So anyone who thinks that kids are disrespectful, it's because they've been led to believe that it's okay to disrespect people. Disrespect people. Yes, kids are going to do things that are not right, but that's when we as adults step in and correct them. They're supposed to mess up. They're supposed to make mistakes. But that's when we have to step in and we stop doing that. We stop teaching them to say thank you. We stop teaching them to ask for what they want. Mm-hmm. We stop providing them with morals and values, and we started giving them iPhones and iPads. We don't spend time as families anymore. You know, the, the, the if it's a single parent, you know, in some cases they're trying to drop, they're so tired they're trying to drop the baby off to, to, to grandma and grandpa. It seems like every time I go out, dad is on his phone. You know, you go out to a restaurant, see a family sitting together. The dad is on his phone. The mom is on her phone. The kids are on their phone on tablets. Nobody's having a conversation with each other. Everybody's consumed with everything outside of that table. Well, how are your children going to learn any sort of social skills if nobody teaches them. And then we allow kids to play these video games because, you know, they they hear about it at school or they're introduced to these video games somehow. We don't check the video games. We just buy them. And there's so much violence with these video games today. There's so so much sex with these video games today. We have no idea. We're just buying it. Or we don't want to be looked at as a bad parent. So I'm, let, let me go ahead and buy it. Because I don't want my child to be the only one who doesn't play Fortnite. I don't want my child to be the only one without, you know, a pair of Jordans. So what is that teaching them? It's teaching them you are not an individual. You are not your own person. You must always fit in with the crowd. And I'm not saying that 
video games is, is wrong. I'm saying know what you're buying and allowing in your house and what you're allowing your kids to do. What are you allowing them to be a part of? When they go and visit family and friends, what are they doing? Because we are creating monsters. I have a cousin, Tammy, just to show how real this thing is when it comes to incarceration. I have a cousin who was a drug dealer for a long time. And one day his mother asked him, why did he decide to become a drug dealer? And he said, well, there was one Christmas that I didn't get everything that I wanted. So to make sure that that never happened again, I started selling drugs. But where did he get that idea in the first place? And every year, no matter what he asked for, he's supposed to get it. Go ahead, Tammy. Did he say, so it's not that he didn't get some things, he didn't get everything he wanted. He didn't get everything. Yep, he didn't get everything. Wow. And where did, where did, did, I wonder about what age was he when that happened? Like that particular year? He was 13. He was 13. So you're right. Where did, um, where where did it come from? I think too sometimes it's it it can um it can come from to society, but I think that's where like when these when kids go out um and like for example, our our this this man was telling me that his his grown kids were in college uh, came to him and was like, "You gotta, you know, you gotta buy me this. I need this because, you know, my friends have this and my friends have that, but they weren't raised that way. But they got into society, and that's what they started to want. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and that's why when I said earlier, is it is it? It's not always black and white, and and that's why I think we need to make sure kids are aware of consequences. I don't think we allow kids to experience enough pain as as, as a young person. We we, we kind of let them know that life is perfect and it's always going to be candy. Um, I wish I could think of this lady's name, and I'll look her up, try to find it before I um, before we get off the show. But this lady, she kind of made her way one day. She just told it all. Like, she was just so true and so real. And people were like, you know, on, she did it on Facebook. And people were like, you know, I can't. She said, some people were okay with it. Some people were like, I can't believe you told all, you said all this stuff. And she was like, but it's tr- it's the truth. It's my truth. And she talks about how people want to avoid the truth. And we, we do, in a sense. And we teach our kids to avoid it as well. Their truth, the truth. And one of the most, it's going to sound a little cliche again, but one of the most beautiful things I've heard or real, most real things I've heard from this same lady, she said, grief is the result of love. And I thought, wow, because She's, and she was talking about when we lose people and things like that. Well, if you if 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 without having that love for that person, 
that genuine reverence of love, there would be no grief. And so I remember we did a show one time, Ron, and we were talking about um, pain and, um, you know, e- e- good and evil. Um, you know, it, how would you know what's really bad unless you've had some experience and knowledge of really good, and how do you learn to endure and go through those things and grow if you don't have some adversity. And these kids don't want that. Like even I was I was sharing with you and Maya about, you know, the young girl. And that's not the first young girl or young person that when you are getting onto them and you can be you can do it in the most loving way, but they take it so personal. It cuts the it cuts like into their soul if you are chastising them, if they feel like they did something wrong. So if you feel like you cannot do anything wrong at that age, where do you go from there? Or if you're so broken when someone is, is, is I, I, I'm going to say lecturing, teaching, teaching you. So if you're, if you're not teachable at that age, and sometimes you don't, they don't know what that means, but we're not Stopping to teach them what that means, but right now I don't think they're seeing parents do it, eat or, or do it enough, and not just parents. It, it like they say, it takes a village. We've lost that village. Maybe that's we've lost it because we as parents cannot be around twenty four seven. But I can hardly say something to a child now. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day. An adult could could get on me, and if they didn't know my folks, uh-huh. they would after they got on me because they're gonna take me and, and tell them what happened and what and and I'm gonna get another whooping, you know. But today, yep. if I say something to a child, even if a teacher says something to a child, you know, at or an adult at school or whatever. These kids will go home and tell their parents, and it could be something that uh, that this child needs to hear, and they'll come out and get on, on – they'll want to fight you. It's like the parents are so lost that they're trying to live through the, the kids that it's like this cycle is just going to keep going, and I, I don't know if it's fixable anymore. Outside of, of turning back to God and prayer and getting these children on the altar – I don't see it changing. I really, really don't. And not just the children, the parents, the adults need to be on the altar with the children. Like we need Wednesday night Bible study and Thursday night prayer. Well, you don't come in and do number, go to the altar. Lay them children on the altar and lay their parents right next to them. And me and mine need to be there too. And that's just the real, to keep this thing on the up and up because technology, Society, like what you're, what we're seeing with Trump, and uh, it's it's insane. It's it's crazy. It is crazy, and to think young people are looking at that, they're looking at us, they're looking at our president, they're looking at Kavon, whatever his name, Mr. K. They're looking at all of this. <laughs> Like, how do we get here? And then look at how the difference in um, 
because I I I made the comment when he when Mr. K got to go up and do his little thing, like wow, you know. So so it's not really about wrong and right. It's really about who you are and your status. Mm-hmm. So even from uh-huh. the president from the White House in a place in a country that's supposed to be built founded on God, I'll say. Really. But even there is status. And and I just truly go back to, to, to the degree that everything else matters, even education, because we have some educated fools, you guys. We have some educated fools. Whatever you were, however you thought before you get those papers, unless you are working to change your life, your mental way of thinking, your mental mindset, you're just going to be an educated, you're going to just be an ed- what if you were foolish, you're going to be educated foolishness into some that's it and so to the degree that all that whether it's education social status all of that is greater than the development of your character qualities who you are your purpose people are going to fail and that's what we have we're teaching our kids that the world owes like you said rodney the world owes them something there's there's just me 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 egotistic disrespectful, self-centered, all of that. And what do you as a principal, a teacher, what can you do with those kids besides sometimes send them back home? And it's sad, but some of them need to go home and, and say and just need to show them this is your future. And it's either jail, graveyard, or if you decide to wake up, not that anything's wrong with McDonald's. Um, McDonald's. That 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 that's your that that's your future. That's your future. But you know, I think parents are caught up because they're so wrapped up. They're, who they are is wrapped up into who their children is, or what they have. So I think that's why we see the toddler, the one-year-old, with the thousand dollar prince's birthday party so what do you do at two and lord knows what do you do at 16 a ferrari and a white house lawn birthday party i guess (laughs) over to you rodney tim i'm going to shift this conversation a little bit um but keeping with it um So we have in about a month um, is election day, right? Mm-hmm. And these same people who get our attention all the time, the, these politicians who, who who pretty much, you know, get our attention whenever they want it. And within the next, few weeks we're going to start hearing a lot more than we've already been hearing about voting uh election day and you know we need to flip the the house and the senate get the republicans out of there get more democrats in there blah 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 hmm. all that's fine and dandy um but we 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 have to remember that 
as imp- as important as voting is, who we get in there is even more important. And the 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 problem that we've been having for so many years, like if you think back to like we've been talking about the uh, black fathers being imprisoned and what that does to our young black males, and and this said even before kindergarten, the dad is behind bars and they're already on a a rough track. Um, even before they start kindergarten. Well, we have to remember when all of this started to come into play, we were not in charge. So who was in charge? During the 70s and the 80s and the 90s when all of these bad policies and bad practices were put into place. Believe it or not, it's the same people who are still sitting in office. A lot of the people that have been setting our kids up to fail are still in office, creating ways for us to stay on welfare, and we keep falling for it, creating ways for us to continue to sell each other as as the judge told my my brother when he got sentenced about five years ago, selling poison to each other, we keep falling for it. A lot of these same people are still there. But again, we don't take the time, we don't invest our time into something that should matter. In 2011, so seven years ago, but I guarantee you nothing has changed. If anything, has gotten worse. In 2011, the Washington Post published this article. In Virginia, lottery tickets have a tagline that says, helping Virginia's public schools. And more than $5 billion in lottery proceeds have gone to public education in the last 24 years, about $450 million annually, right? So a lot of money is going into the schools in Virginia from the lottery. But here's the thing, Tammy. Do you know the state of Virginia has not, given any money to education in decades? It's been at least 30 years since the state government has invested any money into education. The lottery is supposed to be a supplement to what the state is giving, but the state doesn't give anything. It just takes the money from the lottery and says, hey, here's the money from the state. So how can we have successful students, how can we have uh, modern technology, how can we have schools that aren't infested, schools that aren't, you know, filled with mold, how can we have that? How can we pay teachers 
when the government is purposely not funding the schools. So when you talk about like books and stuff like that, Tammy, that's why the kids don't have any books. So I ask but, everyone, Rodney, do, do you know where your tax money is going? Go ahead, Tammy. That's a good point. Like, okay, so if if there are no books, um, that I would I would think that leaves a great amount of money, funds, in the budget now. Because I'm sure books are expensive and you have, you know, at least two, 300 kids in one school and they need a book for every grade. So shouldn't parents be asking, what did you guys do with the money that you were able to save and cutting back books? Or shouldn't parents have been given the option um, for getting those books? Because, like, the little girl that I tutored this this last week, I needed a book. I mean, I I was able to go back and get some just old books that I had left around the house from buying stuff while I'm out just to go back and review to just be able to help her. But how awesome and better would it have been for me to be able to look and see where this teacher is teaching from, what chapter, what what the examples are in the book, um, you know, and remember how in the books you used to have these little kind of pre-tests that you can go take and check your answers and things like that. It's like the, it's like it's almost as if the system is purposefully dumbing our kids down. Like yep. they cannot process. You guys, I don't know if I said this last week, but I went to a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, ordered my food, KFC. And I I always have to go in because that's the only you know what you're getting. And so I asked the kid, um, order original chicken, and he says, we don't have original chicken. And so he just looks at me, and, I, and he said, I said, well, can you make some? I'll have to ask the cook. And he just looks at me. Like, like I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me. And so, and I said, when I realized this kid's not processing, I said, well, can you ask the cook? He turned around to, to ask the cook. But you are, a K, you are a KFC. You sell chicken, original and crispy, <laughs> and you're working, the, you're working the, the register. You you need to know what, you know, what is it looking like for original chicken because so, somebody behind me may want and and I had already heard him tell the lady before me, he asked her, well, would you take crispy? Well, wouldn't it be just easier for you to go back and say, hey, how 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 far along? You know, when were you? Or did he even tell them that they're out? You know, it's like processing. It's, 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 it's mind-blowing, really, to see our kids. They look like zombies. They look lifeless, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about from the from the fourth, fifth. They look spiritually dead at this age. What's gonna happen when they're 21? Well, I mean, I think we're gonna have an a, an increase in suicide, or <laughs> the very opposite. They're gonna be mm-hmm. killing some people because there's nothing for them. 
like you can't process how much long how, to just call it back there. How much longer on original? We're at KFC. That's all you sell, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they can't process that. And look at you, crazy. If you if you like, he looked at me like, well, you got an attitude. <laughs> yeah, I do. I came for a original thing. <laughs> so, but, that, just, but that's that's the thing, Tammy. Why why would you? If you're the government, and and again, and I'm going to say this again, this is my beef with people. We invest too much of our time into in, into entertainment yep. and not enough time into our children. So the government gets away with the things that they do because we only care about what's important when somebody puts it right in front of our face or if it's trending. That's when we tend to care about things that are important. But when we have a chance, we just, oh, I see they're talking about kids on the radio show tonight, but no, I'm going to look at uh, Real Housewives because that's us. We like we like drama. It feeds us. And where are our children going if no one at home is investing in them? And then they go to school, and they have teachers who want to invest in them but can't because the government is putting a lot of mandates on them and not giving them the funding and the resources that they need. Because that's what's happening in your child's school. I can tell you that now. But if you're the government with all these crooks, what do you want? You want a society where people are illiterate. You want a society where people can't think for themselves. Because if people become intelligent, guess what? they're going to want to challenge things that are not right and things that don't make sense. So if you create a culture of people who can't do that, who can't figure out original or crispy, guess what you do? <laughs> you get to you get to stay at the top. You get to stay in power. You keep the people at the bottom fighting against each other. You win. Now mind you, I'm only 35. So basically, the state of Virginia, where I live, hasn't put any money into the education system since I've been alive. They haven't, put any, they haven't invested one penny. But when somebody's running for governor, guess what they say? Oh, education is so important. Oh, teachers need to be... Pay more than what they do. We we commend our teachers. We love our... No, you don't. And that's why you do what you do. You talk to you talk to your mayor, your councilman, talk to the governor and his senators, whoever. Ask them about education. And when they feed you those same lines I just said, ask them then why have things been the same way for 30 years? 
So if your state is not, if your state is like mine and isn't investing any money into education, where's the money going? I can tell you where it's going in Virginia. It's going anywhere where they can make more money. They're cutting deals. Tammy, we we have a, um, they call them hot lanes. I-95, one of the most popular interstates in in the country. And in Northern Virginia, they have these things called hot lanes. Now, mind you, it used to be just an HOV, right? During the busiest times, you get up there as long as you had two people in the car, didn't cost you anything, right? Now they now they now they call them hot lanes. And you got to pay a toll, and the toll depends on. Uh, the volume of the traffic, right? They paid some foreign company, the state of Virginia paid some foreign company. Uh, they have to pay this company for these hot lanes. They were already there. They have to pay this foreign company $1 million per day for the next 27 years. If you can give a million dollars a day for something that was already in existence, why can't you invest that money into education? Why can't you put that money into books and and other resources, computers, into classrooms, and get rid of these get rid of these schools that that were built in the 1920s? Because see, they they don't care. And and why would you invest money into schools? when you're not going to get any revenue. See, they, they, they'll they build houses because they can sell the houses and then they could charge taxes. So money is going back to the government. So they'll, they'll build buildings. I said this to Tamari the other day. We were in Manassas where I used to live. And I and I looked and I was like, oh man, they're building all these houses. Now, mind you, at all of the school board and city council meetings, they're talking about how the schools are overcrowded. So, if your schools are overcrowded, why would you build more houses and not build a school? If your school is already at the max. Building more houses, correct me if I'm wrong, Tammy, but you want to have kids out, outside having class. Mm. But see, that's what they do. And yeah, because... Funny, it seems so uh-huh. clear. You put it out there like it seems so clear why... I don't know if I should say why aren't more people getting it, but I think... They are. They're just so distracted. And um, it's, you said something earlier about selecting politicians. I, I can't remember exactly what you said or what you were speaking on. And I thought about how we are doing, you were talking about the elections, how we are going through the, through the elections. But we rarely, once we vote someone in, we rarely, rarely, follow them to make sure that they're doing some of the things that they said they were going to do for you to vote them in in the first place. 
We get them in, we take our hands off. And that's with everything. It's just we get so wrapped up in the doing, just the doing, like with with life. we, We have life, but we don't know, we really don't know what life is. We really don't know. So we'll vote people in and, okay, we got you in. And then it comes time mm-hmm. to vote them in again. I don't think we'll even go back to see what, if we fully understand why we're voting them in in the first place, what they stand for, who are they, um, and then what what when it comes time to vote again, what did you do? You know, like with this book thing, I don't see how that has, I don't see how, and most parents don't like it. Like they don't like it. But I'm like, if you don't like it, why haven't you gone to the school to say, Absolutely not. If if they're not going to have books at school, they're going to have some at home. And you don't have a test. <laughs> but, but you're watching Scandal and whatever else all week long. Mm-hmm. Your children have no books, no tests to review, to even know whether, what they did wrong and how they did it wrong. You're kidding me? And you have not been to the school? Really? But let somebody call your man. Let a woman call your man or a man call your woman. You're going to get on the phone. You're going to find that number. You might show up at their house <laughs> on the job about your man or about your woman. But they take what's due to your kids. Away, and you you just oh yeah yeah they don't have books I mean they'll talk about it but they won't they 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 have not even not just gone haven't called to say I can't imagine my child coming home so oh we don't have books this year really okay let's get ready to go back up to the school maybe somebody's still there if not we'll be back in the morning because you got them <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> That's just insane. <laughs> I think, Tammy, I think, I think we have to become people who start our own conversations or start our own trends. We, we're not going to see change until, until we initiate it. Meaning when when everybody is talking about Donald Trump, we have to say, okay, all that's fine and dandy. But right now we need to talk about social justice. When everybody's talking about kneeling for the national anthem, we need to talk about reading and writing. We don't always have to. We we can <laughs> – we don't realize it, but we can we can force the media to talk about whatever we want them to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because the media only gives you what they know you want. And so when they know that everybody's interested in Donald Trump and whatever's going on in his life, that's what they're going to give us. But if if something goes viral on Facebook. You better believe CNN going to be covering it. Fox going to be covering it. CBS, everybody's going to be covering it. 
So why not make them talk about what we want to talk about? Why not make them talk about how poor people and minorities are suffering in this country? We can make them talk about it. They don't really they, they don't really care because they're reading off of a off of a uh, what you call that thing um, I can't think of it but they're 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 reading a script. It's their job to get the news and to read it off of a teleprompter. That's their job. What they talk about doesn't matter because. In order to keep their job, they they have to keep their ratings. And how you keep your ratings is talk about what people want you to talk about. So if we want to do something about incarceration, then you know what? Let's start talking about how to fix the problem. Let's get to the root of the problem. Why are black boys being suspended three times more than white boys for the same offenses? Why? Let's get to the bottom of that. Why is it six times for girls? Why do we spend $150,000 a year on one kid? Why are we doing why are we doing that? Why am I paying taxes? My tax money could be going towards free education. So that way people aren't in eighty thousand dollars worth of student loan debt when they when they graduate from college. That's where our tax money could be going. Our tax money could be going towards Everyone having free health care. Could be. But because we're not talking about those things, we're not digging far enough to find out where our money is going and how it could be better utilized, this is what we get. And we can blame the white man all we want to. The white man is not responsible for what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yep, the government puts traps out there. You don't have to fall for them. Yeah, we're set up all the time. You think back to the crack epidemic. But nobody said we had to do that. I grew up around drugs and violence. And no matter how bad I was, no matter what I did growing up, I always made it my business not to go so far that I couldn't come back. Now my responsibility shifts. I have to make sure my daughter doesn't end up in bad situations or if she does 
She needs to know how to get out of it. She needs to know that there's good and evil out there. And here are the signs of both. And here's the difference. I think that's something else too, Tammy. I don't think we educate our kids enough. And I think you alluded to that earlier. We tell them things sometimes, but we don't teach them. We mention it to them, but we don't make sure that they mastered it. And you ever notice, Tammy, that we we brag on the way things used to be when we were kids and how... You know, no matter how uh, much education your parents did or did not have, certain things they didn't tolerate, we brag on the way that things used to be. We we brag on the way that, you know, how life was when we were kids. But then we have a problem with it. We talk about, you know, the good old days. We talk about the music that you could understand and you could, you know, go in the backyard and just have a good old time. We talk about that. But we don't play that music anymore. We play music that belittles black women. We play music that encourages violence. We've gotten away from everything that we said was working. We don't do it anymore. But we swear, you hear somebody now in their 30s or older, oh, my God, man, my mom used to wear my butt out, man. I didn't do that because I But we don't do that anymore. We claim that spankings work for us, but we... We don't we don't spank our kids anymore. But supposedly it worked. I'm confused. If we were on the right path, where did we get off? If we were making strides. How do we get set back? Where do we go from here, Tammy? I I tell you, back to what I said earlier, I don't see it changing unless what God God's word says, if my people will call by name, if they don't if we don't humble ourselves and pray. And I mean, we need some altar calling. I'm serious. Like, I don't. I I I saw a post just not long ago. Like, the some of us don't need counseling. We need deliverance. And there there's a revival needed. Needed. We are. That's deep. We are. I mean, it is. You guys just pay attention. I think sometimes that's why I feel so exhausted because I see 
more than I used to see. Like I was seeing, when you see to the point where your spirit feels it, like it, 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 it's like that, that sword that got the word. It's like your, you feel, you hear, you see, but it's so deep, and it stresses you. Like we were, we were eating uh, Sunday. I think it was Sunday, and we had a young, young guy who just, and I still see his face. Like I, he just looked lifeless, and you could, he looked maybe, and he, he was the sweetest young man. I mean, very memorable, but he looked lost to me. Like I wanted to just pull him over and say, "What is going on? Like what, what is going?" Because you could, I could feel it. I could see it in his eyes that he was trying so hard to keep it together. And 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 they there are some some young people out there, I think Rodney who are lost in this mess. Like they have it. They 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 have it, they want it, they need it, they desire it, but they are so outnumbered until they don't know what to do. And then we as adults, we don't make it much better, you know. So I think the only thing, not just me personally, if we don't go back to God, if we don't find an altar, make one, do some praying, I mean, that's, and, and get these kids, from thinking they are God, like they are it, like I'm, I'm, I'm it, you know. Just look at some of the mannerism of some of these young people today. I'm 50 years old. I still find myself sometimes, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. I say thank you, even to the people that, you know, my, and my, I say thank you to Brandon. And he's my son, and it's because respect. And because of that, I get thank you. Or he doesn't come in my house and just go in my, and and although he knows he's welcome to anything, he doesn't just come and go in my refrigerator and just get what he wants. He asks, Mom, do you mind if I get this? Yeah, sure. Respect. And so, I mean, it's just the the simple, the basic things. Now, is that a cure-all? Does that, does that keep you um, from life? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But if you cannot deal with the small things, and that's why I said, Rodney, we're going to be dealing with a, an increase in suicide. And if it gets any worse, because, see, we don't hear about that. We don't hear about the suicides that, that take place amongst these young people. They don't tell us that. But some of them must get to a point where they feel like, I can't keep this up. I, I'm not a part of this rat race. I don't know how to be. And when they try to be, they can't be. Or when they try not to be, we typically don't see them because we're so... We're so mind focused on 
getting the ones which I don't understand that. Like we spend so much funding on who we deem as the lost. So you just have to think about the mindset and what you're teaching, what you're, how you're teaching your kids to think. Boy, I wish I could go back and have a do-over. And Brandon didn't turn out so bad, but I wish I could go back and change some things about the thought process and just just a few little things. But I can't imagine the kids who get none of it. I can't imagine how they feel in this world trying to find their place without without the knowledge of God, without knowing what it means to just pray. Some kids probably never seen their mom or their grandma on their knees, you know, in a church or in their house or seeking a higher power. And so to them, they are that power. Those shoes are the power. I don't need an A. I don't need a B. I don't need to respect my teacher. I don't respect my mama. I don't respect myself. (laughs) So... Where do we go from here, Rodney? It better be the altar. It better be to God in prayer. And a lifestyle change from the top to the bottom. And we got to let some of this worldly stuff go. Because that's all it is. So, back over to you, Rodney. Any announcements, Tammy, uh, before... Before we get off the air, you got anything coming up? Uh, I don't. Do I have anything coming up? I don't think so, other than, and I don't know if I've even shared this with you, but uh, we are going to be, um, we're going to, we we ordered a concession. We have a concession grill being made. Um, I think I'm saying that right. So, we're going to get out and we're going to start uh, doing our own thing and some catering and stuff like that. I so, so, so do not want to go back to work, but I got to, you know, find some way <laughs> to start start pouring back into my account rather than taking it out. And um, so yeah. I'm excited. Something I've always, I've, I've always wanted a wing shop. Um, and I came close, closer than I ever had last year of, uh, doing it and then let people talk me into well get a food truck and then that kind of just went from there but we we actually uh, are we've ordered the grill that we want and it's so nice I didn't know they made grills like that and we're going to start out that way so um, that's what my my life will be like on Saturdays now and probably one or two days during the week um, I do love to cook. Okay. I have an issue with cooking just a little. That has always been my problem. I cannot. I just don't see the point of going in a kitchen cooking and cooking a little bit. But so um, <laughs> it'll be interesting and in, in all of that. So we were working on that again last night, just the menu and uh, getting a name secured and getting our permits and, and we gotta gotta get the permit permits and things like that and insurance. So it's work, but I am so looking forward to just being able to connect with people in that sense. And I think it also help 
um, here, help us on the show here with getting people to listen and things like that, and even with Gator Consulting. So, because um, the goal is not just like that, but to also, you know, maybe do people's family reunions, roll up with the with the menu and make it happen right there on the spot and things like that. So that's the only thing um, that's kind of front and center right now as far as me. I don't have any speaking engagements coming up. Um, I'm working on getting some, so hopefully those will come through. But nothing other than that, nothing um, on my radar with the exception of trying to get some rest, get caught up on my rest. Other than that, good to go. <laughs> we 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 definitely have that last goal in common. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean the 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 only thing that we have coming up is uh, you know, just just the baby's arrival. Um, but that's about it. Not we're not doing anything too stressful. Just uh, doing you know stuff around the house but we're not doing anything too stressful and uh not going anywhere so um, is okay she's doing good this last this last few days or so yeah she's doing good um she's doing good uh she uh having little little bit of pain in her in her hands but um but for the most part i mean she hasn't had any crazy issues so um just you know things that i guess could be expected you know the last few weeks of a pregnancy um but for the most part she's been she's been doing well so we're definitely grateful for that um we had the uh 37th uh week visit last week and uh the baby is uh She's getting up there. She's seven pounds now, or she was last Friday. We don't know if she's grown anymore, but she was seven pounds last last Friday. Uh, but she's doing all right. All of her measurements were were normal, and all of the testing has come back negative. So uh, we're definitely grateful for that. So so far, so good. We'll see. Okay. We'll certainly yeah. let our what and the seventeenth is on what day? What day is the seventeenth? Uh that's on? a Wednesday. Okay. Okay. That is two Wednesdays from tomorrow. Okay. Wow. Yep. So uh if we make it to next next week, that might be my last show for a few weeks. Right. Uh just because just because I, I, you know, I guess if we we'll, we get close enough to the seventeenth, you know, they'll probably induce her or something. But, um, but we'll see. Next Tuesday might be my might be my last show for a few weeks, um, and then as soon as I'm able to, I'll, I'll uh, rejoin with you guys. Uh, for those of you who who got on late, uh, please, please, please go back and listen to the archive show. Um, it's funny, uh, Tammy. Uh, one more thing before I get off. Um, while I was creating the uh, episode for tonight, um, I realized that a lot of people uh, went back and listened to the show from last week. They listened to it Wednesday, 
Uh, I think I think there were like 128 people who listened to the show Wednesday. Um, wow. Yeah, um, we have a lot of listeners in Argentina, which I <laughs> I did not know that. Um, but thank you to to all of you guys who who continuously uh, support the show. Um, we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, no matter where you're listening. Uh, or when you get to listen, uh, we definitely appreciate it. Um, we got a nice comment from Tamaria's aunt um, regarding the show. So all feedback um, is welcome, especially the positive feedback. Uh, we we do enjoy connecting with you guys outside of the show, and uh, we'd like to hear from you. So feel free to... Uh, Contact us, um, even if you don't get to listen to the to the live broadcast. We love to hear from you guys. Until next Tuesday, have a blessed week and a good night, everybody.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.